What'll it be, stranger? You've got to see this. What are you doing? These glasses, they let you see into the third dimension. What? Let me see that. Wow! Here, here, let me show you. This is like 3D! Howdy, boys! I'm in 3D! Wow! <laughs> You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Saloon Shots, round 16. Again with the 3D. Yeah. Are we really going to talk about 3D again? Because <laughs> you know. It's just going to become like Spider Man talk. It's just like we're going to have to do <laughs> weekly episodes this week in the world of 3D. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do. We're going to start a side podcast this week in 3D. It's almost like 3D watch now. It's just, <laughs> God, it's it's the craziest thing. It's like when, you know, a horror film makes a ton of money. Suddenly everyone's got to make horror movies, yep. you know? Well, you know, and uh, we talked about this a long time ago. What kind of effect Avatar would have on the motion picture industry? And you know what? We're, we weren't wrong because now, okay, it's been proven Avatar is a massive landslide hit. Yeah, that's what they're talking about now. All the headlines you know, everywhere is, is uh, Avatar now, the worldwide number one film of all time. And so now the industry is responding to that. Now, they're not necessarily responding to it in other ways. But they're, they're thinking, hey, maybe this 3D thing had a lot to do with it. So everything from now on is 3D. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because you remember, remember the shift happened with animated films. Tour's mm-hmm. like, are you really going to put that movie out in 2D? Be careful now. Don't put that Princess yeah. and the Frog out in 2D. You might get you in trouble. <laughs> and Princess and the Frog didn't do so hot, man, compared to what regular animated films have been doing that were, you know, decent Pixar and and other things. And uh, But here we are. We're at that time that we talked about for the longest time. Avatar's come and laid waste to everything and now they're all going to talk. They're all saying it, man. Oh, uh, I guess we better put James Bond in 3D. I know. <laughs> it's like, what? That was the one where it, it, it almost like, okay, we got to. It's like, <laughs> all right, give me a shot after I hear that announcement. You know, <laughs> I need a drink and yeah. I need to rant. Because, yeah. you know, now I, you know, I hear they're, they're converting Clash of the Titans in a rush. Uh-huh. So they can get it out in in two months in 3D also. And you know what? I just I want to draw a line and a distinction. There are 3D films. There are 2D films. And then there are wannabe 3D films. Okay? Right. And those are 2D films that they chop up and layer up and call it 3D. Right. And this is going to be a new little bastard child that we're going to have to live with for a little while because, frankly, Cameron's got the Pace Cameron 3D camera that delivered the results that Avatar delivered. If you're not using that, you're not following the Avatar model. You're not making a real 3D movie. You're making a wannabe 3D movie. Right. And it's strange, too, how 3D has changed. So dramatically, 3D used to be coming off of the screen and giving you thrills. But right. the new 3D is always about going deeper into the screen now. 
That's what we do. We go deeper in and give you depth in in sort of a well, what does Cameron like to call it? The the stereoscopic, stereo? yeah, stereoscopic. Well, see, and really, that's the difference is that is that it's not the traditional 3D that we're thinking of because you know watching Avatar and trust me, we're getting to Avatar. Don't worry, folks, we're getting to Avatar. Uh, but watching Avatar after a while, you just kind of forget. It's amazing mm-hmm. at first when you see that first space shot and all the guys are floating around and and mm-hmm. Jake Sully's coming out of the deep freeze and all. And you're like, oh, my God, my eyes are going to pop out of my freaking head. But then later on, it just be- it's, it becomes natural. You're involved in it and all that. And it becomes that stereoscopic. It's not that 3D that you want, that you want from Disney World, you know, that when you saw Muppets. 3D or whatever at Disney World or at Epcot Center and the water splashed out and, and it, you saw it come out at you and then they sprayed you from the top of the room and you felt the water and, oh my God, it's like it came out of the screen. You know, the, that kind of thing is, this is not that. Piranha 3D is slated to come out this year. I right. know it got pushed all the way to August. If you're telling me Piranha 3D is about going into the screen no. and giving me depth and not throwing a hundred piranhas off the screen in my face. I say you just wasted my time and you wasted my money. And you wasted your time, right. I think, of making a movie that doesn't take advantage of what the real thrills that 3D can offer. Here's another problem you're going to have with this whole conversion thing and also with new people that even want to take a 3D camera and make a 3D movie. First of all, you got your film grammar. Imagine Quantum of Solace 3D. Oh, my God, yeah. You imagine what a headache that would be with yeah. all the edits and the cuts and the shaky cam and all of that? You would never have time to focus in on it and really feel it and see it and move into the shot. Exactly. People that know James Cameron know that he can be a very staccato filmmaker in terms of his editing and his rhythm of his cuts. Go back and watch the first Terminator and Aliens to really see this. And then, you know, maybe that was a sort of a, a gift of low budget filmmaking. Is that how that's how you hit it often? Right. Is is in that punch of your editing and the staccato would not work and was not used in Avatar in the same way. He had to evolve his film grammar because he wanted to immerse you into shots a little bit longer and into the world, into certain kind of situations. So there was a change in terms of the way he was thinking because 3D required it. Uh, It wasn't going to work necessarily in the same ways of other conventional types of filmmaking. And I worry about all these guys that don't have the four years that Cameron had to sort of experiment before he went out and made a movie in 3D and think about it and try things. These people are just going to go out and make a movie the same way they've always made movies, and it'll just also be 3D. Then we're going to see what the cumulative effect of that is. Maybe we'll get some brilliant work. I don't know. But uh, I'm not looking forward to the next Greengrass film in 3D. Think of all the years that Cameron had massaging the technique from... That's what I mean. At least four years underwater and taking the camera to all these ends of the earth to shoot all this stuff. Exactly. It's like there's a reason that his 3D, that his Avatar film uh, is that way. It's it's connected to him and how he shoots something. And so when you take Clash of the Titans, per se, that wasn't ever intended to be shot that way and wasn't shot that way, that was just shot as a straightforward film, you really – I mean it's like – 
they don't even need the director there. They say, let's just put it through the 3D process. Just put it through so we can release it in 3D, and that'll be a part of it. And it'll be a big push, and people think, hey, they can only see it in the theaters in 3D, so it's going to make people want to go to the theaters that much more because it's got this nice shiny coat of paint on the top of it. Of course, it's not going to make your film any better. But at the same time, I think that's the thing. That's what you're talking about is that it's scary because – Here's this brand new delicate format, and let's not let's not play around and, and say that it's it's an old format. No, it's not. This is new. This stereoscopic thing is new. This is different. And the cinematography plays such a big thing. Is right. you got to make your image brighter because of the of dealing with the glasses. So you you already got to custom make a movie for the 3D process right. that's going to be different from what you intended when you shot it and lit it in 2D. This isn't the House of Wax. You know what I mean? This isn't coming at you from the 70s. You know what I mean? This right. is movies tailor-made for this process. You know, when you would go and see those films for IMAX that are special, you know, the Grand Canyon or whatever or the Serengeti uh, in 3D, you know, special cameras for that technique uh, with that process. And again, this is that new thing. You know, uh, George Lucas has been talking about going back and redoing the Star Wars films and then putting them out mm-hmm. in 3D. Again, with this wannabe uh, thing. And to some people, they might be excited about that. But really, it's kind of like that whole fake to the max thing that we talked about before. You know, we talked about the big giant IMAX screen versus the little tiny IMAX that was, you know, the con job. Right. It's it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah, it's 3D. We threw this into the process and we separated some of this stuff. But really, it's not really what you think it is. It, it's a different ball game. I draw the line in between the live action and the, uh, say, the Pixar digital films because right. I did see Up in both 3D and 2D. And right. I saw it first in 3D, really loved it, no doubt. And it's interesting how... You know, balls and stuff really have a dimensionality to them in the 3D format. Sure. But then I saw it a second time in 2D, and you know what? It was just as good, if not better, in 2D. The 3D didn't make the movie better, really. It it had a kind of a cool factor while I was watching it, but it was the story in the film that made that film good. That was all it needed. I did go see the two Toy Stories that they converted to 3D. And again, there's a neatness factor because you've seen the movies a bunch of times already. Right, right. So you go in, you throw the glasses on. And I went with a bunch of couple of young kids and my friend that had never seen a 3D movie. So it was a neat little sort of day out to yeah. kind of go and, and play around. But were the films any better in 3D? No, not really. And... I'm telling you right now, I think I'd just rather see Clash of Titans in 2D. I'd rather see the version that the filmmakers set out to make. Right. That was the experience they set out and not have to deal with the gimmick of it. Let's be honest. Really, that the whole Toy Story thing was an was a experiment to test this whole process. It did not do that well as far as uh, uh, making any new money. I, and, and that's what I think they're testing. Do we have any kind of market in older films that people have seen a hundred times integrated into this 3D process. You know, it's not like Buzz Lightyear was coming off the screen and sitting next to you or something. And I think right. that's that's the thing is they're trying to market it like that, the magic of 3D, but really it's the same old movie you've seen just and that you're going to forget about 5 minutes in to watching the movie is that really if they want to try to appeal to that kind of people, they need to make a certain sect of type of film. Remember what I said and I I I'm, I'm going to stand by this because I think it would really sell. Go ahead Sell these movies in 3Ds, but start having that big, ridiculous 
pre-show cartoon that is all about sticking out something in the middle of the screen. You know, stick your finger out and poke somebody or a monster jumps out and, and goes into the audience and, and really pushing mm-hmm. it that way because you'll get so many people to come in and see that kind of magic but then fold in and just watch their film. And, uh, God, they're just fools if they don't do something like that. I know when I saw Avatar, they showed some trailers in 3D, which is the closest equivalent that we you could get to that. They did show Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, right. which I believe was done 2D and then with 3D in mind for sure. Right. Uh, and it looked good. I mean, again, it's the same stereo thing, but it looked like certain things were going to maybe pop out. And like when the Cheshire Cat's grin came out, it looked like it was just sort of hanging out there. Right. But the one that really impressed me was the Hubble Telescope trailer. Uh, it's a new IMAX film that came up where you know they take the cameras out in space. Man, that thing looked like it was sitting in my lap. Wow! Now that was cool. That was a that was that's very different right. from the going into the screen, right. but it, it really came out and took advantage of of that traditional 3D that I've come to know and expect. There's a wow factor to that, but I don't know how it plays in dramatic feature films with that as a constant factor. I don't right. know. Right. Um, I still say the best 3D I've seen was the U2 3D. Uh-huh. Uh, that really gave me the best off-the-screen immersion, dimensional sort of experience. Now, that was the power of IMAX and, and 3D and everything else. Uh, but that was really impressive. And I thought when I saw that film, that's the future right there in terms of if you want to do a concert film in 3D. Because they had to adjust the film grammar, too. A lot of the U2 live concerts, it's just there's just thousands of cuts, and it's just a mess. It doesn't even feel like a live show. It just feels like a music video. Right. But for this one, there was long crane movement camera takes that really drew me in and made me feel like I was just sitting there in the second row watching the show or from right. the 10th row watching the show with a privileged view. And I thought that was a key element. And and not only the 3D, you know, keeping that effect solid, but also in um, certainly in making a live concert feel more real. You know what? See, without without all that other stuff, the same thing goes to amusement park attractions, Epcot Center, Disney World, Universal Studios. When they implore this 3D, is you know like the Spider-Man ride that I've talked about before. It uses itself so incredibly well in that kind of environment. But over a long film where it's passive and you're sitting and you're watching content, I think you tend to lose it and forget about it. And I think in the long run, people may come off a little sour to 3D if they've had these other experiences. And so that's the thing where we got to make the distinction is is that it has this great power to immerse you and to be an environmental part of an experience. But when it comes to narrative filmmaking, unless you've got a film that spends its time outside the screen, which we haven't seen yet, Avatar's not that film. Uh, I mean, maybe there's a film in the future where it's going to be like that, where most of your characters will spend their time floating out in space or something. Uh, you know, something we just don't have a concept of at this at this time. But that's the future. I think you know we're still in the in the in the little infancy of this new kind of 3D. James Cameron has made this available. He's been the innovator. But now that we've Mm -hmm. crossed over this and we know what it is, we can look forward to the next thing. And whether or not that's going to comprise a 90-minute to two-hour to three-hour film, I think is really questionable because I have much more fun with 3D when it's coming at you. 
Well, let me ask you this. When they do the Star Wars 3D and all the X-Wing fighters open up all their wings and they're all in a row down there, don't you want one of them in your lap and then all the other ones going deeper down for that perspective? Sure, I mean, wouldn't that be the ideal way? If you were making a 3D Star Wars movie, that's probably the way you'd be thinking. Right. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting test. I mean, Cameron's talking about doing Titanic in 3D. (laughs) Wow, I could think of so much better ways for him to spend his time than to go back and bother with that. I mean, are people going to go out, though, and, and see that in 3D just to experience it again? I mean, will the wow factor be so much? Right, like you I, feel I, like I you're know. on board the Titanic or something. And there's not enough screens right now. So here's the problem, the log jamming problem that they're going to have. <laughs> the reason Titanic had the success it did, and maybe this will be good for another future episode, is it has proven once and for all – what a joke the summer season has become of log jamming one blockbuster after another, week after week after week. You are siphoning off money that's just waiting there for your films, and you're denying other films and your own film certain monies by being in that crowded movie place. You drop a movie out on December 18th, by January 27th, it can be the highest grossing film of all time, okay? <laughs> right. And one of the reasons, and not the only one, but one of the reasons is the lack of something else really big coming out, not just that same week, but the week after, and the week after that, and the week after that. I mean, for six weeks in a row, they've had clear sailing. I mean, what, Sherlock Holmes was sort of in the way for a little while, right. but there was really none other. I mean, can you imagine, you know, trying to open up all the kind of summer movies in a row? I mean, Iron Man 2, what if that came out the weekend after Avatar did? Well, mm. Iron Man 2 would have knocked Avatar down right, for right. That, that weekend and whatnot. And maybe, you know, and then you put out another big one right after that, like the new Shrek. Well, of course, that's going to siphon off monies. So I, it's, it's over. This whole thing. You can put movies out anytime. You need to spread out the schedule. Stop log jamming. But the problem the 3D is going to face is Avatar had all the 3D screens until Alice in Wonderland. That was the deal. They booked it. Slam dunk. Right. But by the time Alice comes, Avatar won't be played out in 3D. That's It's going to literally have to leave screens yeah. and give them to Alice so Alice can do its run now Clash wants to fight for some of those. How to Train Your Dragon wants some of those. And then Shrek's coming around the corner. What else is coming 3D? I know there's more. So that's going to be a big thing is it's while they have grown their 3D screens, not every screen in the multiplex is capable of doing it. Well, they're going to have so to do it. films are going to suffer. They're going to have to do it or they're going to die is what's going to happen because people will just make their decision. As with Avatar, they made their decision. They went and paid the extra few dollars to do it. And it's like if you're a theater and you don't have those capabilities, well, you better start thinking of taking a loan out if you want to survive. I mean, really. Now, the sad thing is going to be is that they're all going to implore this. And then if it doesn't catch on like fire like they think it will, then you're going to have a lot of unnecessary equipment in the future. Well, they'll have a digital projector, so it won't be all a loss. They'll still be able to show digital films, which is what the future is is anyway. The 3D attachment does cost extra money, and I don't know what deal they make with the glasses. I mean, the real D is disposable, and the Adobe Digital you have to clean, and I know the IMAX is both. So, yeah, there's always going to be that, but... It depends on the content. Now, I believe Cameron is committed. I think he's going to shoot his next couple of films in 3D. Sure. 
without a doubt. So will Zemeckis. Battle, Battle Angel is going to be 3D. Avatar 2 will be 3D for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like Peter Jackson makes a 3D film. Isn't 1010 going to be 3D maybe? I, I, don't I, don't see why, I don't see why not. I mean they might as well, but, right? <laughs> I mean I wouldn't be surprised if more filmmakers in the next five years, I'm saying, continue to try this out. I don't think it's going to die out quickly like it did in the in the last revival no. in the 80s. No. Where, where I guess you had about 18 months, two years, and then the fad was over with. It's a different 3D. It's a lot better now. And I think you know audiences recognize that immediately. And when you have a show film like Avatar that sets the bar, suddenly when people see the words 3D, they think, oh, man, my Avatar experience was so good. Yeah. I'd like to see another one. Not- and if it's not good... And if it's unpleasant, it's going to sour 3D just as quickly. It takes three bad 3D films or not good experiences to sort of make people forget how good Avatar was. And they would be like, well, I'm only going to do it on James Cameron films or whatever. <laughs> or, you know, Robert Zemeckis or at least people that are really using the 3D right. you know, medium. I mean, think back when we saw Beowulf. Remember that? Yeah. There was some really outstanding 3D in that sure, film, so sure. much so I've had no desire to rewatch it again in 2D. Right. Uh, because a part of the, the experience of that movie, I think, was its 3D and, it, mm-hmm. and its charm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know now. I hate the cash-in feel. Do you think I want two Harry Potters in 3D? <laughs> don't need it. Well, and you know what? But how is that going to translate, number one, into home? Is Avatar going to be a massive seller on home video in the 2D format? Well, of course it will be. There's no way that movie is not going to do well in the 2D format because people are going to buy it. DVDs are cheap, right? Sure. Take home Avatar for twelve ninety nine or, or whatever. Uh, and so they're going to sell some Blu-rays because it's going to be a great demo disc. And they're going to sell some DVDs. You think they're going to do like Spy Kids 3Ds though and have some red and green glasses in the – in the DVD case? <laughs> they could do that, but from my understanding, all the films that have been trying that, Friday the 13th did that recently with their th- their 3D movie. Uh-huh. They put it out with some glasses, and it's not good 3D. It's, it's just not good. It's impossible. And, you know, we, have, we have a couple of those like that for the kids, the Rodriguez films, the, the Shark Girl and everything. And, and you know, one disc is the 3D and one disc is the regular, and... They've got their little 3D glasses in it. You know, they, they'll yeah. put them on for the first five minutes, and then they take them off. And they'll sit there and watch the movie all cheesed up, you know? And I'm like, why yeah. are you doing that? Why don't we just put on the 2D? Ah, I put them back on. They yeah. don't care. Uh, it's crap. It's, it's, the process isn't great. I mean, they're pushing the new 3D televisions. Which I guess that could be a conversation. That's another rant altogether. Right. Uh, but right. you know they're going to try and get them in by Christmas. They're going to be expensive, but Avatar is going to be probably the demo disc that they're going to want to have available. So I'm thinking Blu-ray 3D maybe by Christmas when all the TVs hit, hmm. um, and it'll be the same type probably of 3D that we saw in the theater where you'll need the glasses, of course. But it'll be you know set up to where it can. It can show that particular movie in that in that way to where you'll be able to replicate that experience home. But I'm going to say this about Avatar. I and maybe this is just personal for for experience is I think for me it's going to be a lot like Jurassic Park. To me, Avatar is something to experience in the theater. I want it to be on a 70 foot screen right. or a 30 foot screen right. or even a 20 foot screen if I can get it. Not a 35-inch or a 55-inch screen 
because the the power of that movie is is that it, it's bigger than you are. It overwhelms you in terms of the way it allows you to get sucked into it. Jurassic Park had that power, seeing it on a large screen. And I mean, the dinosaurs were bigger than you are in that sense. The right. scale was enormous. I mean, there's a reason why Spielberg shot it in 185 and not 235, right. which was his preferred you know, sort of method for a while. So, yeah, they, it, the tallness worked. And I mean, I think the multiple aspect ratio, ratios of Avatar have got me thinking in that kind of way of maybe that open wider 166, but, you know, projected on an IMAX screen kind of frame does have advantages that the 235 doesn't have. And when, when the screen can be that kind of size and that kind of immersive. So there's something to think about there, too, is the home video is going to be a very different experience for that movie, I think. It'll be a look a lot, lot smaller, even on some of the bigger you know, home theaters. But uh, I think it'll do well, for sure. I mean, people might want to take a look at oh, it. Oh, no, I think, I think it's, it's more than just the 3D. I think the 3D was the icing on the cake. But really, I think that... You know, and, and I think it just comes down to again this separation we're talking about. Avatar exists on its own as a film. It's like three D or not, it's still a James Cameron film. Do you think if Avatar would have not come out in three D, do you still think it'd have been successful? Absolutely. I think it would have been successful. You know it would have sure. been absolutely. It still would have done a, it. Still would have done a billion dollars, no matter how you look at if it. If it would have become the biggest film of all time. I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of debate in there about that we paid more and that it made more money, you know. And and I don't want to. Yeah, but you know, the one thing you cannot debate is it's only been out for six weeks. Yeah, and it's already at eighteen one billion. You know, eight hundred million. It's insane. No matter how you count it, that's impressive for six weeks with inflated prices, with everything. Um, I mean, it's playing to a worldwide audience and. That's Cameron's uh, forte. He knew exactly what market he wanted to aim the film for, right. and that's what he did. We are at that point, like I said earlier, where now that Avatar is hit, we're going to see how the market reacts and how the studio reacts. I see how they're reacting. James it's, Bond, 3D. That's what I'm saying. Know? Spider-Man, Harry 3D. Potter, 3D. Exactly. Yeah. All their all the new announcements are going to be all about 3D. It doesn't matter if it makes the film better or not, no. or if it makes the film worse or not. That's not even a consideration. It's an extra we just coat of paint. Slap this gimmick on it. It's an extra oh. coat of paint right across oh, the top. If we make it in 3D, we'll make more money automatically. And they got blinded by that because Final Destination 3D, the Final Destination, yeah, didn't it do really well versus the other horror film it opened up against that day, uh, uh, <laughs> Halloween, 2 Halloween Two or right. something? Yeah. Uh-huh. So now they're going, okay, the next Halloween's got to be in 3D. Has to be. That's three. why we lost that weekend. Halloween 3D, though. There you go. It has to be. The reason Halloween Two lost its weekend in August <laughs> was because it wasn't in 3D. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell you what. You know, if that's the gimmick, then what, we got to start pushing this whole new thing of Echo on our shows. Because, really, would you rather hear the saloon normal or with 3D, 3D Echo? Because if, if we have 3D Echo, Echo it makes, it makes all, the all the shows better, better don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> can we re-release all the shows? I think we can go back and we can, and we can, and we can add, add an extra coat of paint or we can filter all of our old shows and we can add this 3D Echo technique and it will make those Bond shows pop. The name's Bond. The name's James Bond. Oh, yeah, we'll do some separation. You know, put you in the left ear, me in the right ear. And, you know, have all these effects swirling around. Right. And, 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 and you'll feel like, feel like as, 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 as we're coming, coming through your speaker, speaker and, 
massaging, massaging your brain, your brain you know, and, 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 and images, images of, 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 uh, of James, James Bond, Bond walk will walk out, out of the speaker. Of the speaker. Man, man talk. It will just be amazing. amazing. So, yeah, so, yeah come into Hollywood Saloon. Saloon. Uh, from, uh, now, from now on, the market asks for it. The market, it. The market demands, demands it. it. So, from, so now from now on, 3D, 3D Echo, all, all episodes, and just and make just sure, make you, sure have you have your hearing devices, devices that, that, that expand, expand that out. That out because, because that's what's, that's what's most important, important is that, is that uh, you, know, you know, we're that, we're that much better when you put that on top of our shows. So what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to be a crash and burn? Everyone's going to be fighting for screens. I mean, just think, if you do, you spent all this money on Clash of the Titans. I think before I even say this, though, I'm answering my own question. Everything's about the opening weekend anyway, right? Who cares if Clash of the Titans plays for four weeks? <laughs> of course. We just, we just need those 3D screens for three days. Can you spare them? So we can just make all our cash and then get out of town. It's exactly what it is. It's a quick, temporary coat of paint or it's like someone throwing sugar dust on top of your movie and saying maybe this will help you know it's like that little advertisement we used to get in the 80s featuring songs by mc hammer you know right there on the little Mm -hmm. ad it's the same thing you know they're gonna spend millions of dollars and hope that this will up their theatrical experience because that's really all this is about see that's the thing is that avatar proved that people still want to go to the movies in droves um, you know, but they're acting like the movie itself had nothing to do no, with Avatar it. Avatar proves people will come out for event filmmaking. Right. And that is all it proves. Well, but then again, that's, when, that's all they're throwing this 3D at at this point is event Clash filmmaking. Clash of the Titans is not event filmmaking. Oh, they'll Neither tell is you Piranha it is, though. 3D. Oh, they'll sell me is that. But see, that the will word of mouth turn it into event not, filmmaking. Not Piranha I mean, There 3D. are people that went and saw Avatar that had literally not seen a movie in the theater since Titanic and <laughs> not a movie before that since Jurassic Park. Right. When there's a certain word of mouth that gets out that something's innovative. And I think I even read an interview where Cameron said this, is that you know he looked at the biggest grossing films of all time and they all had one thing that was consistent is something in it that nobody had seen before, an audience hadn't seen before. And often they'll pay to go see it again. Right. And if you think about that, Cameron has adopted that philosophy in every movie since The Abyss, literally. You know, having that one new thing in it that is so wow, it makes your movie a must-see and uh, and can turn it into an event in some kind of way. So that kind of pow-wow-ness uh, he certainly carried through on Avatar. But the word of mouth turned around and, and said, okay, you got to go see this and you got to go see it in 3D was the mantra. Right. Don't just see Avatar. See it in 3D. Sure. Now, they're just thinking that they can just, what? Just just carve that right from Avatar like icing and just throw it on Class of the Titans and your other movies? <laughs> exactly. And that's going to work? Maybe. Maybe. It doesn't matter that James Cameron, number one, is James Cameron. <laughs> number two, that he spent four or five years making this thing. Number three, that he invented all this new technology. Number four, that he had 300 to $400 million to make this thing happen with endless technicians and, and brilliant artists, people who spent – you know, years of their life, you know, doing 14-hour days to make this happen. Hello. It's right. They just want to take it and it's like, oh, look what the, it did. Grab. It, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's a con, okay? And that's all it's going to be. It's wannabe 3D. It's a con job. And whether or not it's good or not, it, you know, it's, it's really just is going to depend. I would think that a movie developed, shot with, it, with that process on purpose – 
would be more of something to expect excitement out of than this baloney that they're going to do with Clash of the Titans. That's just. When he holds up Medusa's head, honestly, I want every single snake popping off the screen (laughs) and in my lap on that head. But it can't be that, right? Because they didn't shoot it that way. They shot it flat. So, yeah, I might get a little. It might. the, The head might be at the screen and his arm and his body might be in the screen a little bit more. It might give me that effect, right. but so what? Really? Right. I mean, why not? Why can't I just watch it flat in 2D like I'm going to? Because <laughs> I don't know. I just maybe it's just me, but uh, I, maybe I just want a little bit more. I think it remains to be seen. We we need to see this process of taking regular films and converting them. You know, they talked about that they've had tests with. Remember the the little section of Superman Returns that was supposedly right in IMAX. Harry Potter did it also, I think, yeah. for Order of the Phoenix. And yeah, I mean that that's just the, the whole gimmicky thing of like, right. ooh, we'll do this section in 3D, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's 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 want to be 3D. Now, if you would go off and like what Christopher Nolan did for Dark Knight and shoot certain sections with an IMAX camera, if you shoot certain sections of your movie with a 3D camera and then shoot other sections with a 2D camera but release it in 3D, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. That's different. Right. That could be that might be the best compromise all the way is you know you you want to do a 3D, so let's break out the cameras for, you know, five or six scenes in the movie. And shoot them in 3D and really take advantage of what it has to offer. We'll shoot all the rest conventionally and then just convert all those scenes. Yep. Are you looking forward to any other 3D movie this year? You know, I, I want to see Alice in Wonderland. I want to see where Tim Burton takes us. You yeah, know, I want to yeah. kind of be immersed in his brain, you know, and see if that really, uh, how deep that is. That's something that I will probably go see in IMAX, hoping that I can really just get into his kind of world there. Um, other than that, I'm not sure what's coming out, but really, you know, not, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see, it's not, you know what? It's not mandatory. There's certain films that I'll see anyways, or I won't see and 3d won't matter to me. You know what I mean? I didn't go see my bloody Valentine in 3d. I did. Had I seen it, that probably, well, that would have been the only reason that's the only reason you saw it, right? Well, I'm an officiato of the, the crappy original, but yes, I was curious about the process and see how it was. That's one thing when you're curious about that. But, I mean, I kind of have gotten it now. And I don't know. It's going to have to be something I would want to see anyway. I think it was an extra earlier last year when uh, I wanted to take Lucas to see a cartoon. And we ended up seeing Monster vs. Aliens. We could have not paid the extra and not seen it in 3D. But we did anyway. Because, like, well, if we're going to see this, we might as well see it in 3D. Well, then I think you just answered the whole essay of this entire show. Right. I just think that's it right there. You're standing in line. Ooh, Clash of the Titans is in 3D. Well, let's go see it that way. Right. It's only like two bucks more. Hey, why not? We'd spend that on let's three just not, bucks more. Let's not get a drink. Yeah, who cares? You know. Absolutely. So great. Now the theater owners can lose even more money at the concession stands <laughs> to 3D. Well, it's true though. You know, if you're offered more, you're going to take that route. And so, if I do want to see Clash of the Titans because I like the original or something, or I'm a Sam Worthington fan. Then, um, or Louis Letier fan. Exactly. If I'm one of those things, then I'll want to go anyways. And if it's in 3D, well, hey, that much better, right? Wrong. <laughs> want to be 3D, man. You want to be in 3D, don't you? But you just don't got the juice. Wrong! 
You don't got the camera for it. You want to be in 3D, but you're not. You're a con to bring in teenagers who can't make their mind up. Whatever. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh uh, it's it's an interesting thing to look at as we go forward. And sorry to sound negative about the 3D and all that. Does that mean that we have to go see every movie now in both 2D and 3D so that we can talk about it yeah. properly? Well, if we keep doing 3D <laughs> weekly here, yeah, we may have to do that. Uh, <laughs> again, again, again nah, with the 3D? I, hey, I'm positive on 3D. I think it's a great – I mean, I had a great experience in the Avatar 3D IMAX arena. So I would not mind doing that again like you for Alice in Wonderland. When I saw that was coming in 3D, I was excited. I thought, sure. fantastic. And after the experience I had in Avatar, I bet I wasn't alone that wanted to go try it again in Alice in Wonderland. I think that's going to work for a lot of people. Good experiences beget – other experiences you're going to be willing to try things out and luckily i think we have a couple of good films that are in 3d that we can look forward to i'm just cautious though of when i see what looks like quickie cash in and i know the kind of effects that kind of thing has so uh i don't know i hate to be negative on it but it just uh, i want to be proven wrong i guess that would be the nice thing You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Man, man talk. 